Da-da, da-da. Yeah, actually, I feel like uh, I feel like perhaps we should uh, play a funeral procession this week because uh, it is the end of the RDW Transformers universe. But anyway, that's for a later discussion. Uh, welcome to Australian Transformers Weekly. We are bringing you Transformers news from around the world and into uh, lots of different comics, um, especially from the last couple of weeks. This is episode 173. We are recording live on November 23rd, 2018. This week, we will be talking about the end of the RDW Transformers universe. A new masterpiece scaled Prime War has started. A new Autobot Megatron has uh, appeared to tip the balance, or at least tip someone's hand. Toy World continues to bring out some World War One movie-style figures, and... Uh, yeah, well, there's a crap load of third-party stuff. It's all coming up after this. Okay, hello and welcome to the show. I am Jason. Joining me this week, we have Max coming to us from Adelaide, uh, the city of churches. So we're gonna we're gonna stop insulting Tesla and uh, and making fun of Adelaide. And yeah, you're just the city of churches. How are you doing? Good. What if I if you uh, insult Tesla, do you become subject to divine intervention? Uh, actually, uh, so if you, if you if you look in the mirror and say Elon, 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 then he appears behind you and um, turns you into an electric car. Oh. It's like it's like it's like it's like the Christmas version of Christine. Right, I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> I was actually I was actually hoping Brad might get that one. <laughs> I did, and I also looked into uh, maybe a possible purchase of a Tesla this last week, and realised that new and second-hand ones are way out there. Yeah, I'll never burn that much fuel. Brad is coming to us from his uh, undisclosed location somewhere in uh, country Victoria. How are you doing, sir? Howdy, hey! What a week! What a fortnight we've been. We've been off for a fortnight. There was no news last week, and now we've been swamped with all kinds of news possible. But uh, I, I went back on a bit of a nostalgic trip last week and uh, relived the Austin Powers trilogy. <laughs> and I was just talking to uh, Max before um, Thunderball. James Bond's on it currently as we're recording, and how much from that? Is it, sorry, horrible is it, is it, isn't, isn't, isn't it Thunderball, not Thunderbolt? So Thunderball. Well, I don't know. I called Skyfall Skyrim earlier. So yeah, he did. So <laughs> that's a, Not very, even that's a very different movie, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So um, we we did allude to this uh, earlier on, but uh, one of the one of the major events that has happened in Transformers in the last couple of weeks is uh, the end of the IDW universe. Now, um, I, I feel like I need a little bell to wake Brad up when we're done. Brad's just put his mute button on so that we can chat, Max. So. Um, <laughs> Well, so, story mode activated. Know, Brad's checking out. Know, he hasn't. He hasn't muted. That this could be bad. So look. Um. Last week saw the publication of Unicron number six, and this week is. Uh. This week is really the end with Optimus Prime twenty five. Now, we had the end to Last Light. Last Light had its finale. Um. Uh, had its finale two weeks ago, and we had a we had a pretty good chat about it about Lost Light's finale. Tell me, uh, what did you make of what did you make of the end of the rest of the RDW universe? I, I wish I made more of it than I did, to be honest. Like Lost Light, I felt ended as best as that series possibly could under all circumstances, and I, I think part of why it did that was that it didn't try and you know cram in 
all these massive great moments you know it had you know the the events were there but it wasn't every single event needs to be this great big thing with tons of build up and it's just stuff happens right and it all still leaves an impact on you anyway whereas i felt with both of the other finales that uh, barber really wanted to go for you know these big impactful moments but the the comic didn't really earn it mm. in either instance look i i think i think the shocking the shockingly uh the shocking thing that you're trying to say is the uh, the same thing that both of us were feeling which is that um uh, for an ending um i feel like unicron 6 and optimus prime 25 actually uh, unicron number 6 i'll talk about mostly right um the end of the unicron miniseries just kind of just left me a bit cold like it just it happened yeah yeah that's kind of the thing like it happened look we're gonna we're gonna talk about some spoilers because it's been out for a couple of weeks um i didn't really like the fact after, i think I, I think i came on the podcast after reading number five just going like holy heck this is more like it it's heading to a big finale and i felt like for the most part that big finale just didn't really happen it just kind of fizzled out um I feel like I feel I feel like it's a bit naive to expect expect anything expect anything other than uh, you know other than the whole thing ending with a hug, but you know I they, they've made such, even they've Lost made Light big... managed to you know uh, totally give yeah, you yeah. A, a sad ending as well you know but, it does... they made such a big thing of this being the end of the IDW universe they had Unicron turn up to Earth and it's like every everything else is already gone and. You know, he could have just—they could have just destroyed Earth, and that been the end of it, or something. You know, instead, you know, we had a we had a, a heart-to-heart moment, and Prime apologized for the sins of his race to Unicron's creator, and they hugged it out, and then Unicron self-destructed. Like, really, as much as as much as I would really like to say I'm joking, that is basically the plot of it. Yeah, and none of it. The thing that I was talking about was trying to go for those moments. Right, but not really earning them. A lot of that comes from the way that they achieve those not making sense. So I still have no idea what Soundwave did there in that comic. Well, apparently no, he powered up Prime. Somehow, no, so, well, so, so this, this is the thing. We, we talked about this. We both didn't have any clue what Soundwave actually did, but I kind of got I kind of got more more from a sense in Optimus Prime. The, the the final issue, which is sort of a coda to the whole thing, which came out this week, I kind of got a sense from that that um, Soundwave had tapped into the fact that um, you know freedom freedom meant unison and uniting all of the deceased bots. Yeah, powered up Prime somehow. Like, but there were there was there were more references to what I think happened uh, happened with Soundwave there. Yeah, I still just, I, I don't know, like, it d- didn't really explain how that happened. And the fact that it took you basically two weeks to, you know, ascertain well, that well, is it, worrying it, as well. It, it took until the next issue was published, which is Optimus Prime 25 this week, because that's that was the reference in there. And look, i, I got to say, if I'm going to dump on Unicron, I'm going to be a little bit easier on, on Prime 25. Like, the... The whole idea that... Um, the whole idea... I, you know, I, I actually feel like Prime 25 almost reframes the entire series of Optimus Prime as uh, RC telling the story of what happened. Yeah, I, um, and I, I think I think it's all right. And I, I like 
I like the fact that um, I like the fact that the, you know they've taken Optimus Prime's narration, which we always felt was you know a little bit a little bit cliched, and sort of turned it into a story. And I mean, there has been a there has been a good a good couple of references to a, a nice Doctor Who quote going around recently about um, when we die, we all become stories, and that's how we live on. And that's because that quote was in season five of Doctor Who, and it also came up in uh, The Haunting of Hill House in, on Netflix, which I've been watching a bit lately as well. And the creator of that show said that was absolutely a Doctor Who reference. And so I feel like this is sort of another sort of sly nod to that, the fact that you know Prime has become a story in the, in this universe because he went into you know battle whatever lay at the heart of unicron and never came back and so that's why you know the funeral is them you know laying rest to the idea of optimus prime because they don't actually have a body to uh to mourn him by yeah i do i like that idea in a sense but then i still found issue with the funeral scene and almost all of optimus prime 25 as well uh, in that, you know, RDW has received a lot of praise, rightly so, for making Autobots and Decepticons more morally grey. And, you know, over the past few years, Optimus has definitely been in the forefront of that. But, like, the, the whole thing ends on sort of Windblade commemorating him by basically, you know, she says, yeah, he was a decent guy, but he was also, you know, oh, he was just, you know rampaging warlord and shit like that she was a liar and uh mm, i don't forget yeah. what else but it was you know this stuff that was like yeah maybe you know, there's hints of that throughout the comic but there's nothing really to back that up and it, it felt like Barbara just going well there's some moral complexity here so because it sounds better i'm going to pretend that there is more nuance here than there actually was because like, mm, yeah. as much nuance as there was, it really was just mostly Optimus Prime is the ultimate good guy, right? I I think um, oh I, I, you know I did have something I did have something I wanted to say when we were talking about this and and the funeral scene as well. Like if, especially in the funeral scene, like nobody really seemed very happy with each other, and I feel like that's kind of a theme that went throughout the series. Like uh, not not throughout the series, but throughout the issue is that. Um, there's still a lot of tension between all of the surviving bots. Um, I, I, you know, I think I think the only I think the only bot who actually got a happy moment in uh, in Prime Twenty Five was actually Thundercracker. Yeah, there's which is good, I suppose. Like that's a character you don't want anything bad to happen to. Yeah, that's uh, 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 pretty ironic that we're sitting here saying this, uh, you know, about a Decepticon seeker. But you know, that's uh, yeah. But he's got that, a dog, and so you have to kind of it's. He's got a dog and he wants to make movies. Like it's, it's, a, it's cheap, absolutely. but it makes him sympathetic. Yeah. And, and look, um, look, let, let's let's maybe try and wrap it up a little bit. But like, I I felt that I, I felt last week with the end of the of the, the ending of the Unicron series, like I felt like that went for big moments, but it hadn't earned them, and I don't think it really pulled them off. And I don't think it had the I don't think it had the emotional resonance that Lost Lights finale had. Uh, no, Lost Lights was like I, I don't want to. I don't think Lost Lights finale was, you know, uh, I'm forgetting a turn of phrase now, but you know, something unique, like something that only could have been done there. I felt like very easily Barber could have stuck the landing here as well, because on the whole, I'd say he's almost been more consistent than Roberts for a lot of IDW's. Yeah, for a lot of IDW's mm -hmm. history. Um, 
but yeah, I'm not sure what happened. I think it was just a bit of overambition, to be honest. It, look, it, look, it wouldn't be the first time that a Transformers rider has been undone by the overambition. But yeah, um, still, look, I think in terms of in terms of what was actually achieved, we are looking at we're looking at 13, 13 years of very very prolific comics publishing. Like, while IDW started off with like um, the four or six issue minis that were month, spaced out months apart uh, in the early days with um, you know, infiltration and things like that. I think once they actually realized that there was quite a market out there for these comics and there were, you know, that there were a lot of people who were really ready to throw down money for them, I think um, they really grabbed that bull by the horns and went into it full scale with All Hail Megatron and started publishing the Spotlight series side by side. Like back in those, uh, back in those early days, like, you know, there were some weeks where you might get two Transformers comics and then you'd have to wait a month until you saw anything again. Whereas, you know, these days we've been quite lucky. Like, um, we've had we've had two ongoing series at the same time plus uh, mini uh, plus the mini series here. We've also had the one shots with um, Livio Romandelli exploring some of the Dinobots and things like that. Um, uh, you know, there, there's been there's been a lot of stuff, and I like IDW has published a lot of a lot of comics. They've been very prolific uh, in exploring a lot of corners of their universe, and I think that's to be commended. Yeah, absolutely. Like the thing is also that we generally hold them with high regard of in Transformers, but like the fandom itself. But they've also garnered a lot of respect outside of just the core Transformers fan base. So you know, whereas you know, you don't want to point things and stuff, but you, you could say that the movies generally give the franchise a bad reputation. But you know, a, a lot of the stuff from these comics, people would point at things like these massive overarching plots in Optimus Prime or, you know, the dialogue and metaphor in Lost Light. And they'll say, yeah, this is this incredibly high quality storytelling that has come from Transformers. And it's not to say that it hasn't, you know, that hasn't been present in previous Transformers media. You know, I think you can point to plenty of examples um, throughout all of the past 35 years of Transformers, you know, getting some really good stories, but I don't think anywhere has done it as consistently as IDW. Yeah, no one's no one's actually had the chance to run their story for as long as IDW had. As far as um as far as reboot plans go, um, it's all a bit it's all a little bit up in the air. So we there's there are several things that we know about the reboot. They are going to be using all new creative teams. Nick Roche has confirmed that on Twitter today, and I, I think there was there was much um crying and gnashing of teeth from the, yeah. the Twitter community as that as that info came out. But like we have known that for quite some time. The um the so originally everything was supposed to have been wrapped up by September, right? Like uh, as is somewhat typical when IDW's planning some of this stuff. Like it's it's slipped and I think I remember we, we first talked about the fact that Unicron was going to be coming to the RDW universe about this time last year when um, some of the first solicitations appeared. And, and I remember at the time wondering, hey, <laughs> Bumblebee's there. What the hell? Uh, and, you know, that story's unfolded over the course of the year. Uh, free comic book day, Unicron number zero hit in May. And then we've sort of, what do we end up with? Have we ended up with an issue each month since then? Or did it, it took a little, it took a month or two. There was a couple off. of delays. Yeah, there's there's been some delays. Everything was meant to have been wrapped up by September. It's taken until November, but now you know everything is wrapped up. We were expecting a 
shiny new rebooted IDW universe to kick off in the new year. Early in the new year, the original report said, but right now we have seen some, we've seen some solicitations for, I think, I think March was, March is coming up uh, this week showing the collected trade of Unicron will be coming out then and nothing, no, no other Transformers stuff will be coming out that month or at least not the Bumblebee adaption. Uh, well, I imagine if there's a Bumblebee adaption, it'll uh, probably come out uh, come out in December. Uh, there has been a there has been a companion piece to Bumblebee running the last few months. With, uh... Oh, is that the Bond thing? Yeah, yeah the thing that probably <laughs> isn't canon. Uh, well, it, it probably is. But yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Until something contradicts it, which I don't think we're going to get another movie in the seventies or sixties. So. <laughs> no, exactly right. Like it's it's a fairly safe place to play in. Yeah. Um, and and of course, like it's, Transformers stuff is not actually leaving the comic book store. Like there is currently, and I don't really know why there is a, a Star Trek versus Transformers comic <laughs> currently I'm on the shelves. <laughs> also written by John Barber. I, I don't know if you read the if you read the farewell note. Uh, from Barber in Optimus Prime 25 Max, but he signed he signed it off. John Barber, former Transformers writer, and then in brackets below that, oh, except when I still write Transformers like um, Star Star Trek versus Transformers <laughs> on the shelves now. Um, but I also think that uh, that also very clearly uh, very clearly hints that uh, Barber will not be uh, headlining Transformers next year when it when it does debut from IDW. Um, also notably uh, IDW GoBots series with um, writing and art by um, uh, I think it's Tom Scully uh, who was the artist and uh, writer behind the, the absolutely absolutely fucking nutbag nut, nut absolutely insane Transformers versus G.I. Joe comic which I say absolutely nuts and insane it was actually a hell of a fun ride but it was insane. Um, so his his GoBot series is now out, and I believe that's meant to go for four months. And I kind of wonder whether or not they're. I kind of wonder whether or not they're expecting that to sort of pad the IDW Transformers universe as a part, or if they're just going to let let it go for a bit after that. Um, like I have I have heard anecdotally from talking to various people. Uh, around the place that IDW does have really ambitious plans for their Transformers reboot. Um, the fact that they're getting new creative teams going is kind of interesting, and apparently they have a fairly ambitious publishing schedule as well, which was also leading leading to speculation that they may try doing a DC-style uh, weekly or bi-weekly comic. So that should be that should be interesting but i i reckon it's going to be until like may possibly even the second half of the year before it really comes cuz they they probably want to let this sit for a while and um you know let let them build let there be a bit of an appetite to build up for it yeah i'm slightly apprehensive about what the future may bring for idw just on account of you know and it seems like a doesn't want to seem like a bad thing but there's a lot of g1 saturation right now and so I, I worry about IDW potentially entering into a stage where, you know, like, all right, we depart, we went off a rails a bit recently. We made Megatron and Autobot, all this crazy stuff. So I want to dial it back a bit. And I don't know, I kind of want to keep this really exploratory nature to Transformers Media in some form. But going off, going off that story and Megatron deciding to turn Autobot, has there been a lot of fan backlash over that decision 
Because oh, my Megatron would never be like that. Or is a story in in different circles. Yeah, look, I, I, I don't think there has. Yeah, I think there are people who there are people who will go onto message boards and. Oh well, um, let's not. Yeah, let's not. That's that's fine. There are people who will go onto message boards and almost almost prompted, but probably not not really prompted. They will just look to write paragraphs and paragraphs mm-hmm. about why they hate IDW, and bring in all sorts of all sorts of weird straw man arguments. And uh, ultimately, it comes down to the fact that they made a creative choice that that person didn't agree with and didn't like. And yep. uh, it's up to them whether or not they like it. I think. I think looking at the people who looking at the people who celebrate the books and, and the fans who are the fans who who have frankly adored them and the fact that the fact that Max is a little bit concerned about what the future might hold I think speaks volumes to how much how much regard people hold these books in um, they're regularly cited over the last like 7 or 8 years like more than Mission Lost Line has regularly been cited as Either the best or the second best behind um, Brian K. Vaughan's saga, uh, as the best or the second best comic of the year, and like that's not that's not the best Transformers comic. That's the best comic in the industry, right? Like that's a slightly higher bar to aspire to, and I don't think I don't think you end up there if there's general unhappiness with your your creative direction, and so. Yeah, I, look, I think it, I think there's a few people who are not happy with certain things, but I also think that those people could just you know go and read a different series or something. Mm. They can, they, I mean, look, they can go yeah, back and there's read. There's a lot of Transformers media, right? There's lots of stuff. Yeah, so there could be a possibility where Prime and his Autobot team realise that they're no better than Decepticons and go purple themselves. We know there's been Nemesis Prime <laughs> before, but. Well, I mean, so I mean that—that's that. I mean, that kind of treads really close to the themes that they've been exploring in this version of the okay. IDW right. universe. Like, um, I mean, so Prime has uh, Prime has sort of you know been sort of cast with a, a bit of a messiah complex, uh, and he he didn't really. <laughs> he, yeah, well, no. So, so he's not he's not really always like he's usually no, no. cast as sort of like the John Wayne style hero who can do no wrong, but in this case, like. He's been cast as the thirteenth of the of the primes, and you know, does is he actually like one of the original primes for a reason or anything like that? And and initially, there's a lot of trepidation where you know he refuses to accept that, even dumps the name and goes back to being Orion Pax and goes adventuring around the around the cosmos. But when he comes back into it, like he's actively recruiting acolytes who believe in him and things like that. And so there's. Yeah, there's there's very much this uh, the, this element of Prime believing his own hype, and uh, you know the, you know what they say about pride and a fall, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, look, I, I think I think there's been there's definitely been some interesting themes that have been explored in Optimus Prime. And, you know, if if Lost Light is sort of the, it's kind of weird, right? Because Lost Light is um, comparatively quite light-hearted, but very very serious and gut-wrenching at the same time, but Prime seems to, I think, explore darker themes, and uh, as, as much as we might say, you know, Lost Light is a bit more of a, uh, you know, a bit more accomplished storytelling. It's probably not the, mo- the more mature of the tales, um, but you know, the, I mean, a lot of Lost Light is played for comedy value, and it's very amusing. And then they just turn it on a dime and you know, kill off your favorite character. Whereas Optimus Prime has been a lot of musings on light and dark, and what makes good and what makes evil 
Uh, and they've managed to do that without a, there even being an active Autobot and Decepticon war. So, yeah, good on them. All right, mm. I think that's probably enough about comics. Um, Can so I nice, just... Yeah, go for it. Just, yeah. just quickly, the art that we've got on the screen now, that Prime. Um, and am I am I seeing some similarities here between this and what we've seen in the latest Bumblebee trailer? Uh, yes, Prime. very yeah, much so. I, yeah, I, look, yeah. I, I think there's definite, um, there's definite points at which... Um, Look, I, I think the IDW artists have seen what's been coming up in Bumblebee a long time ago, and I think they've been subtly changing things. Look, I, Optimus Prime oh. does have a new look every couple of months in the in the books, and like it depends who draws him and you know what 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 sort of thing they're getting they're trying trying to get across. Um, I think this specific look that we see here is not actually really the look of Prime in the books at all at the moment, um, but it's it's sort of an evergreen look, isn't it? I think I, so. I think it is, and I think also if you look at um, if you look at Prowl and Bumblebee on here, I think they're using mm-hmm. more of the, Bumblebee's definitely like more of an evergreen design. Um, Thundercracker and Starscream have notably different designs on them. Um, that was a nice touch, actually, in the end when the three seekers are together. They all have a different body style. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I thought so, and, and also like. Uh, honestly, I, I so I thought one. I thought Skywarp was a done a, a goner in Unicron. I was really surprised that they actually um, took him through to the end. I was really surprised that they let Thundercracker go. Um, like I like I really expected Thundercracker to die because um, I I didn't like I, I didn't I didn't really expect them to be I didn't really expect them to be given, willing to give us a happy ever after ending for any of the characters. <laughs> Um, and also, I thought it was—I thought it was a wonderful little juxtaposition in Optimus Prime twenty-five that um, Starscream's ghost is now uh, appearing to Bumblebee. Yeah, which would infer that he probably isn't truly dead. Given well, what so, so there was this discussion about the fact that Starscream was not present in the uh, the 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 sound wave effect, the 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 big spread with all the uh, all the bots who'd gone before. Uh, having sacrificed himself to, you know, sort of activate the talisman and get get Prime into Unicron. And yes, Brad, we just said that Starscream sacrificed himself. <laughs> that is um, a little bit of <laughs> it, it is actually, it is interesting. And, and like that is one of the things that has been, there's been a theme ever since Starscream became ruler of Cybertron. And this was really explored uh, in Till All I One and in Windblade that, Starscream really does see himself as something more than just a Decepticon lackey, and uh, there was also the the, the issue in uh, I think it was in Windblade. It might have been until the one when we saw Starscream's supposed true form of his spark, and it was a much more a much more heroic and uh, much bluer uh, bluer look than his uh, sort of red and grey. Uh, combat colors and yeah it was much more sort of uh much more heroic and armored up and looked more like an autobot really you gotta say but um but you know starscream got his big moment and yeah he he wasn't in the um wasn't in the um the uh the, the big the big shot of all the deceased bots which uh kind of implies his ghost is probably still hanging around right and that's that's fantastic like it's I've I've grumbled for many weeks now of just re repeat rehash and everything else where yes he's Star Scream in name but he's taking on a new that's a different character like that of being heroic and whatever else and sacrificing himself the same as before saying how maybe Prime sees himself as being no better than Decepticon and joining Megatron 
where we have that reverse of what Megatron, well, Megatron yeah. became Mortobot, whatever happened there. But it's just that thing like, okay, we're taking namesake characters. Yes, here they've got the obvious Combiner Wars slash something um, designs of the, the bot modes, but just just doing something different with the characters and not just, oh, it's G1, okay, so another sniveling little, <laughs> yes, Megatron, and I'll fly away and come back to fight another day. It's just... I think what's important as well is that the core of a character is still there, right? So that if you, you know, if you latch onto these characters, if you have an attachment to, okay, that is Starscream, that is Soundwave, that is uh, Optimus Prime, right? The core of those characters is still there, right? Starscream's still treacherous. You know, Soundwave is still loyal. Prime is still trying to do the right thing, right? But there's added layers of complexity. So their mm. classic traits still, you know, define a, a, most of their character interactions. But it's been, I guess, mostly by having such a long, uh, allowing for such a long form plotting, those traits have been built upon in an almost unprecedented way. Yeah. And that, and that goes back to what you were saying earlier, Max, one comment with how you can tell stories like this where in the movies you don't. Like, it's just unfortunate now six movies in they haven't been able to tell a concisive story across the six, <laughs> whereas here we are with we're, we're nine episodes into Star Wars and Luke Skywalker is still a sniveling bitch and end up just dying. So it just, yeah. That sentence ended in a really different place than where I started. <laughs> where I think it started, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, so, it, it, like, let, let, trying to adapt, trying to adapt that. something, and just it, it get a lot gets lost in translation. Yeah. So, look, I, I think I think it should be acknowledged that like um, telling telling what is actually a cohesive story with uh, you know the beginning of it, the beginning of it thirteen years ago and actually bringing it to a conclusion now. It is a very impressive task, and I, I think I've said before that like it's it's likened to the uh, the story of uh, you know Harlan Ellison writing his uh, writing his book in the shop window and sticking all the pages up on the window. Once you've published that comic, you can't really go back and revise it. Like it's it's gone and it's done. And like you might you might write something that changes changes some element of the past uh, in a future comic, but uh, you know that's kind of a bit of a cheap out and. I don't, like I don't I don't think they've done that in the IDW verse. Like they do have a very long a very long backstory history of uh, shockwave meddling in things in the past, but I don't think they changed history. They've just revealed it. So it's been it's been a thirteen year run, has it? Totally has started with it. So started with infiltration. That's the thing. You have people uh, uh, make more comics into the movies. Like where would in that thirteen years, how would you adopt any of that into a single film? Like yes, you yeah, might yeah, have. I, I can't, can't I be done. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. actually really think. I don't. I don't think they should really be looking to adapt them into movies. I think what they should be doing is looking to adapt them into series. Yeah. And, um, and hopefully, well, hopefully yeah. do a better job of it than than Machinima did. But like, <laughs> if you remember, like about a year ago, someone someone put out a a, te- a fake, utterly utterly fake teaser. Saying you know, oh, you know, Transformers more than meets the eye. The dying of the lights coming to Netflix and stuff, and people yeah. lost their shit. Yeah. And it, like utterly, utterly fake. But it does really bring up a question of you know, if you were to do this, what what do you do? Do you do you do you pick 
something? Do you pluck a big story from the middle of it like Dark Cybertron and do you animate that and you just go, right, you know what? There's stuff that's come before and there's stuff that's come after and we're not really going to try and fill in the gaps. We're just going to go, right, here's what's here's what's happening. If you want to know, if you want to know the lay of the land, read the comics before it. Yeah, yeah I, I think I'll, you can insert little bits and pieces here and there. And also, I, I don't, me personally, I don't really want to see just pure adaptations of things, right? Because at the, well, in the had, end... We've had the story, right? Like, the story's yeah, done. Yeah, it's happened. This is a lot of a thing that I often take issue with, uh, with the idea of uh, nostalgia, right? And, you know, wanting franchises to remain the same. And it's a fact that, okay, yeah, this might be what you want, but it's it's happened already, right? So... so yeah, that that is the key thing that I can't quite move past. There is, you want something that you already have. I, I I think I think I think the idea of like oh this is such a great comic let's make it into a show, um, <laughs> like it's a it's a bit cheap on the part of the actual creators, right? Like there's no need to actually take something from one medium and transplant it into another you can write your own story that's possibly a little bit more appropriate for that medium. And like what, you know, whatever, whatever happens, what if, if someone picks up some part of some part of IDW's uh, universe and does adapt it as a movie or a TV series or something, um, it doesn't change the fact that the comics exist. Mm. And like, it's okay. If someone does, if someone does an adaptation of dark Cybertron and leaves out all of the RID and everything that came before it, they they could even oh, still keep your <laughs> they they could they they could even still just keep the Autobot Decepticon war going and just you know file off a few things around around the sides and you've got a tell a, you know a tellable story like they could totally do that but it doesn't change it doesn't change the comics that were already written and published right you can if you don't like it you can always go and read those comics anyway we have um, we have been com- covering um, the we've been covering the death of the IDW we've wasted for quite half a while. an hour Brad's time. And I, and yeah, look, I, I feel like we should. Probably, I, had some, I had some words to say. <laughs> I feel like we should probably move on. Does anyone have anything to say as a coder for uh, for IDW's transformation? Oh, I did, and I just lost as you were just talking about it, which is um, probably a good thing. I think the thing I've been saying for a while was that I feel like, for me personally, this has been the peak of Transformers storytelling, and I don't want it to remain the peak. Hmm. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. People, there's still. A lot of people out there that just want the '86 movie brought to realization in live action. Where I, I watched a trailer for this episode before we record tonight of the Lion King trailer coming out, and no, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> we do not need the '86 movie in live action. No, no, that, but that's the thing. I I don't think we do, and you know, in a way, I actually blame Lord of the Rings. For this, because Lord of the Rings was considered the unadaptable story for a really long time until Peter Jackson came around and was, yeah, yeah, let's make three movies out of it. And suddenly everyone was like, oh, yes, suddenly that's become a very tellable adaptation. And then uh, Watchmen also. I was going to say, yeah, wouldn't yeah. Watchmen be more of a. Well, so Watchmen was also considered uh, unadaptable. Um, someone is also <laughs> adapting uh, the Lensman saga. 
uh, which which is something that uh, Babylon 5 creator Joe Straczynski just said, look, I don't think anyone's ever going to do that. Turns out <laughs> someone's doing it now. There's um, Isaac Asimov's foundation stuff. Like, There's a lot of people actually going out and giving these adaptations a go now. And that's yeah. But like right, rightly or wrongly, like they're, they're, they're going to have a go at it and... Yeah, it, it is what it is. As far as like, as far as wanting something um, new and wanting something better, I I completely agree with Max. Right, like we have no idea what is coming up when this uh, when this stuff gets rebooted next year. Um, we've had a really we've had a really good run from uh, from a publisher that obviously cares about the uh, cares about the property, and IDW is not going to stop caring about the property, and I think they. As custodians of it, I think they know that um, they're going to be under an intense amount of scrutiny for what they what they do next. And I think it's interesting that um, I think it's interesting that they're not going to turn to the existing creators. They're going to get new creators in, and I think I think that's fine. It's the guys who've been writing Transformers at RDW for the last thirteen years. They've they've had their go. They've said their piece, and now it's time for them to get off the stage and let someone else take it over. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I still can't get over the fact that three or four peep, different people contribute to making a character realise. That's just dumbfounds me. But <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, as well, someone does line art, someone does colouring, someone oh, does totally. Yeah, yeah, that that just. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look at look. It's more than that. It's often it's often a couple of people sharing duties. Yeah, on yeah. yeah. There's, I just imagine like, yeah. that, that that prime me me doing the line for that prime, then having someone coloring going, well, that's not how I've seen that prime, and just. <laughs> but that's 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 the whole creative process. So, I'm not even yeah. going to comment on that. It it comes across on paper, and people love it. So, hmm. anyway, that's that's an hour of comics. Yeah, <laughs> I was patient. I was patient. You, you were. <laughs> let 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 let's get into some let's get into some regular shenanigans. Maybe we might just cover the main news stories, and we might we might skip out the news and brief this week. We'll see how we go. First up this week, uh, we do have bot shots. We have been off for a couple of weeks, and so the uh, bot shots competition is the photography contest from our Facebook uh, our Facebook discussion group, where we encourage you to get your bots out from their display. Put them out in the real world. Expose them to a little bit of sunlight, but not too much. And uh, yeah, see if you see if you can uh, see if you can produce something that uh, the community at large likes. This week's winner is uh, Adrian Collada, um, who <laughs> had an amusing an amusing photo of uh, Frenzy slash Rumble. We're not going to get into that, but uh, <laughs> he's not entirely he's not entirely sure where he's going to hide his car. <laughs> Because there's no tape deck. <laughs> that was quite clever. Well done, Adrian. And uh, excuse me, uh, because we have been off for a week. Uh, we do have last week's winner, who was Carl Kirkwood, with this uh, this uh, this <laughs> callback to uh, Revenge of the Fallen, where um, Willie gets a little bit friendly with um, people's legs. Mm. So, yeah, and uh, as you, as you can see, uh, regular bot shots winner Tyson Richards is uh, also <laughs> put an appropriate there as a comment. So, uh, well done, guys. Um, there is a there is a monthly prize for uh, for bot shots, and winners of the monthly prizes go into a draw. Yep, this week, uh, this month, yeah. yeah, this month it's uh, Power of the Primes Moon Racer. One more week to go before uh, the November 
winner is announced and then we'll be doing two weeks of voting for the yearly bot shots winner fantastic we're going to move swiftly on and get to the news straight into news hasbro news that will take us into some news what news comes from by yonder Let's move on. Um, it is kind of ironic that uh, as IDW killed off Optimus Prime this week, we, <laughs> we, we got a reveal of Magic Square's uh, brand new masterpiece scale Optimus Prime. Now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Magic Square has been doing little bots for quite a while. Is that right, Max? I don't know. I, I think so. There's a lot like, of them doing that. Yeah, I, like, I, I feel like Magic Square is one of the guys who's been doing... I feel like they're the ones who've been doing Hot Soldiers. But I don't know if that's really. Are they the same oh, company? Maybe. Maybe I've, that was, no that was Mech Fans toys. I can't tell. I, no. I I have a feeling that someone's renamed themselves as well. But anyway, they're all the same company anyway. They pretty so much are. They're all they're all Hasbro and Takara, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. So this we're is, on to you, John Warden. Yes, we are. Um. We are looking at a masterpiece scale G1 style Optimus Prime, which looks very very impressive. He looks really neat. He's about twenty five centimeters tall, I believe. Um, great, great um, styling on the face. Possibly needs a little bit more definition on the mouth, mouth plate, but um, whatever. And um, yeah, it lo- looks like he's got plenty of articulation going there. And of course, the chrome spokestacks and a very sort of a very masterpiece style backpack going on there as well. But like a pre version free masterpiece style backpack, oh, it, it's so clean. I just love how clean it is. God, yeah, I don't, I mean. I want to hold off judgment until we see better versions yeah. of whatever the new oh, MP Prime is. But we've seen some the, versions. At the moment, this is looking maybe a bit better. <laughs> I'll I'll won't yeah. even hesitate. I'll say if I was going to re- replace my MP10, it'd be this and not MP V3. It'll probably cost you half as much as well. Exactly, given... that's <laughs> half as much. Uh, probably less than that. Apparently, this guy's rumored to come in at about sixty dollars. Wow. Excuse um, me? Mm. Right. Bugger, bugger yeah. MP Prime version <laughs> this Out of the two, this is the one prototype we did see a few months ago, and we were asking why when MPV3 was coming out and just now seeing it in colour. Um, just just how just how clean it looks. It just It's got... It looks cleaner than the original MP10, but you can see there's... A lot of like hidden engineering in here, you know. It was like uh, double jointed elbows, like built into the sculpt. There, he's got a ab crunch in there as well. And but all the panels are so slick. Like it has that sort of sloped curvature that you got with, you know, like Sunstreaker and Megatron. Like it fits in with that modern masterpiece aesthetic perfectly. The, the cartoon look, and it's just. We we've we've commented before about how you update the MP10. Just all the the mud guards, the wheels, the fuel tanks on the legs, all that's all gone. And suppose I'm guessing is hidden inside those calves. Um, it's still I, I think it's still a fa- face uh, face a f- false chest thing here. Um, just like the the masterpiece. I, I wonder how different to masterpiece it's actually going to be in terms of transformation or anything like that. I feel like it, I feel like it's probably a very similar transformation yeah. just, you know, with a few, a few extra curves here and there. Yeah. Um, I got, I got to say like 
so there is something there is something about this that doesn't really sit that well with me and um i don't feel like most of this is painted i feel like this looks like it's actually just molded in that color plastic i don't personally mind that i mean I suppose. Look, I don't mind it either, but if it's going to sit alongside masterpiece figures, this is going to stick out like a sore thumb as an unpainted figure. Yeah, yeah that's you're right, actually, because they all have that new sort of glossy paint to them. They certainly do. As I'm looking yeah. at my new acquisition over there today. <laughs> but like, but well, that's like, gold, but this is red. <laughs> well, so, but well, it's not actually because I'm talking about masterpiece Corden. He's white. Oh, okay. like he's got white paint all over him. Yeah, and like. Like I said, this doesn't. This just doesn't look like it's painted. Well, like, it might we be can probably hold out hope. Yeah, it might be. It just, it just yeah, it looks like a real light orangey red. Look, so, look, if you want paint, there's the paint on it. It's the grey on the on the back of his arms, right? <laughs> that silver stripe yeah, around is, the cab. It's, it's a very matte finish, to be sure, which does look. I probably prefer to the glossy paint but it doesn't quite fit in i think the matte finish looks good under the light that they've photographed it in but yeah look as far as whether or not it fits in i don't i don't know i also wonder whether it's going to actually have like whether it's actually going to be a matte finish where you know like if you if you run your finger across it you know there's a a texture to the plastic Mm -hmm. or if it's or it's actually going to be like you know a, a smoother a smoother, higher quality plastic. Well, we're we're, we're going to find out. It's going to, it's getting close. It's not going to be far off release. I wonder too. When did? Maybe it's just the difference between cartoon and art and everything else that come after of just up his his toes not having the re the orange the orange and yellow um, lights on them. Where before we've seen that's at the back of the figure on his heels to become the back of the truck. Where he there's obviously nothing at the front where most you type in G1 Optimus Prime and pretty much every bit of artwork you're going to see is see those lights on his feet. Maybe maybe those are there. They just haven't actually been detailed yet. Can't no, really they're on the tell. back. You go back to the past image and they're on the back of his heels. There. Oh, right. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> so that, that obviously folds down to become the back, very back of the truck to become his yeah. <laughs> rear well, lights. So. Stylistic choice. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, look, I, I think I think you can see that the the back of his legs fairly much comes open, so mm. it probably actually contains the foot inside it. But yeah, I don't know. We'll um find out what happens in a couple of months' time when it's released. Brad, maybe you're going to be buying, be buying this. I know you've got uh, DX9 Dutch recently. Um, we'll see if he's going to be sixty bucks or so, then I'll definitely interested. We haven't seen a trailer or any accessories yet. I doubt there'll be one. Well, going off that price, and that yeah. makes sense. But yeah, I'd 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 be up for this more than V three. Yeah, look, it's worth it's worth noting. I might be wrong about the price. It was just something that I saw mentioned in a chat somewhere. But um, yeah. Anyway, should we have a look at his uh, have a look at his com- competitor? His Dutch counterpart is that his? So his other counterparts. Uh, this is tr- this is from Transform Elements. Now, is Transform Element a new company? T zero one, I'd say. Yes, good point. <laughs> good point. So you know, having 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 sort of marvelled at you know the the proportions and stuff of this, this immediately looks a bit off to me. But I do appreciate the black windows on the chest. Um, I feel that's almost sort of a comic reference rather than the rather than a cartoon. 
Well, that's why not have tinted windows so you can't see if there's a matrix gimmick behind them. That's that's one of the biggest problems with MP10 having those clear windows and just seeing that slab of silver inside. Like, mm. and and okay, well, that might be one thing that V3 is doing good as having that blue cartridge accurate windows you can't even see through. But um, we got a trailer on this one. Well, there you go. There's the answer. He does oh. actually have a matrix. So. There you go. <laughs> he disguises it a fair bit better than. The other ones, so yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah, he kind of does. Um, yeah, there you go. It's not a mess. So um, we can we can see there's possibly isn't is that look like there was sort of a more sunstreaker style hand there? Yeah, with sort of three fingers with two joints in them separated the next finger separated thumb. Mm-hmm. Someone yeah. got oh, them all to the factory. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think sunstreaker. Um, exact same. Yeah, I, I I feel like Sunstreaker is similar. Um, so you can see there are some ankle tilts there, uh, a bit more traditional uh, look on the feet, as you were commenting earlier. He's got fuel tanks, yeah. And he's got he's got less of the vent style arrangement on the. Um, see how Prime's legs have uh, have sort of like yeah. open and closed vents. Yeah. I feel like that's something that only really appeared on the Masterpiece line, and then yeah. this is much more almost sort of. Uh, Almost cartoon accurate, but I still feel like he's more of a comic reference. Mm. Um, is that is it just being posed with the year to go prime trailer? Yeah, I imagine so. I think so, yeah. Yeah. But also, it's probably an indication that he can probably, uh, well, I mean, oh. it's an indication of his size, but also he can probably hook up to that trailer. Oh, whoops, that's the one. <laughs> that cool. shouldn't be there. <laughs> <laughs> um, smallest backpack on a masterpiece prime ever. I go to the next photo. I think it's got a sideways. Yeah, that is, that is very impressive. Yeah, yeah, interesting there. Um, so uh, transform element. I'm not sure if we actually have uh, pricing or a release date on this. Do we? Does anyone know? Uh, I don't yeah. think we know no. concretely. Rather of these. Mm. So that, that's which, still good. Which which are you going to buy if I force you to buy one? The previous. Yeah, the Magic Square for sh- like Magic yeah. Square at this stage almost looks better than the version three masterpiece to me. Yeah, same here. Just <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't have all the well that's the, that's the thing we've seen earlier. The um it doesn't have the whole Rubik's cube torso that Megatron does. I understand it's got to transform from a gun into a robot, but I don't need to see that same junk and lines yeah, and shit. Do you mean, do you mean the back of Megatron? Well, look down on it. Where is it? I'm not gonna get it. Just how much parts transforming in that? Like it's it's too busy. Yeah, but Megatron has to achieve. I know, I know, Megatron. I know. But to say, well, we've got to make it now a prime to make it look like Megatron. Well, we're going to try and do all this engineering to it. And I've said this before. And just they've still gone. They're doing all the engineering to it, but it's still a fake chest. Like if you're going to do all the engineering, don't do that. Well, we, don't, we don't know if it's a fake chest, do we? Yeah, we do. We've seen photos. <laughs> For this guy? No, no. Masterpiece V3. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Mm, fair enough. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think the, also, the thing with um, trying to match the aesthetic of Megatron is less less of an engineering type thing. You know, Obviously, it's on the same level of engineering, but it's more of uh, what more recent Masterpieces have been doing and leaning into the cartoon aesthetic as opposed to the toys. Yeah, but still, just engineering between Sunstreaker, Megatron, and now we need to go into Prime. We've just there's an expectation to have them super complicated or super finicky, and it just 
Prime, I'd hate to do, I'd hate to see Soundwave redone because it would not be anywhere near the G1 Soundwave. It just, it'd be 15 yeah. steps for the legs and it'd just, it'd be yeah. horrible. I feel like we should probably lay off criticizing the um, MP, <laughs> the, the new Masterpiece Prime because none of us have actually seen it, right? And no, that thing's uh, sort of an enigma at the moment. I've seen very little. It is a riddle wrapped in an enigma and like, sealed up in an envelope and posted to a mystery address like and how and, and, and also just every single time for the last two years a masterpiece figure has come out it's seen a massive amount of criticism as the photos have circulated around and then when it's a, when it's arrived it's been the best thing ever so i feel like <laughs> we should probably pay a bit of attention to history and just lay off lay off criticizing the things that haven't been released yet Okay. <laughs> so these Maybe are some these are some of the prototype photos we saw. Now there's the cab, and if we go back, go back far enough that I can see. Now there's no. So I th I feel like this might be a fake chest as well because there's no windscreen wipers on the chest there. And if you go to the cab, there you go. <laughs> although although um... although I will just point out that the windscreen wipers do appear to be attached. To this part so maybe maybe that's, that's not right. right like the rest of it does look pretty accurate yeah i don't see much of a reason to have a fake chest yeah yeah like you know maybe maybe the windscreen maybe the windscreen wiper is actually hidden inside part of the arm here or something but you know look i'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna retract that and say i don't think it's actually a fake chest I think I think those windows are real, and I think the windscreen wiper cleverly adds to them. I don't anyway. think any of them are fake chest. <laughs> well, no, it's, we'll it's more out. so it's more so just for having that sunken radiator back in under, and you, the chest has to sort of step down to the radiator to make the the waste, yeah. and just yeah. I've totally got a yeah. fake radiator. I wouldn't yeah. that wouldn't surprise me given the MP10. Yeah. Anyway, right, let's, let's move on. Um, we did accidentally spoil the, the appearance of this during that story. Uh, so, Flame Toys. Uh, Flame Toys made everyone sit up and take notice this week when they announced the thing that is currently on screen, which is an almost pencil-perfect rendition of uh, Megatron from the more recent IDW comics. Autobot-style Megatron, uh, but very much the comic design, uh, which uh, I believe originated with Alex Milne back in the um, back in the uh, the Dark Cybertron. I feel there. like it was Dark Cybertron. Like, sort of, I, I, it was I, a progenitivist design in um, uh, old Robots in Disguise. Yes, but it wasn't. It, it was a bit beefier, and then Milne sort of tuned the fat a bit. Yeah, um, look and, and look. There's uh, if I if I cast my eye over to um, over to the display shelf, I can see the MMC version of uh, of this character, uh, which hits a lot of the, hits a lot of the notes, gets a lot of the notes correct, but also misses a couple of them. Like he doesn't really have the sort of raised part in the middle of his chest. Um, this is a model kit. He doesn't transform, but he is somewhat articulated. So. Um, you know, it does it does give Flame Toys a, a few more options, and uh, their model kits have been fairly well received so far. Not just their model kits, but also their their figures have been well received as well. Yeah, Flame um, Toys. Who, is... who, who's who's playing with a toy? 
I just was. I just got out uh, this one. <laughs> right. And he made right. my noise it's, when I expected. It's, it's just right in the microphone. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so like, like I said, he's he's an almost an almost straight off the page uh, rendition of Megatron. There is the there is the classic Flames toys. Here is my genitals. Please remove them. Pose. Um, <laughs> no matter what Flame Toys does, they can't get away from that pose. And uh, just just wow, that looked really impressive. Oh, and then we found out it's a poseable statue. It's, if it's poseable, it's not a statue. <laughs> how, how many? It kind of is. Are you just <laughs> fucking with me at this point? <laughs> Pretty much, because he knows you're going to react to it, right? And I, and I, I, I take the bait every single time. It's a puzzle. I, I, I thought this was a figure, and I'm sure someone's going to do this figure eventually. But it, it does look fantastic. It doesn't look like a, um, a G1 3D puzzle that we know from days of old. It actually looks like the character. So, look, you, you know, you know who I think will probably maybe nail a, an IDW style Megatron and make a transform. I feel like fans toys in sixteen years time. No, I feel like it might be generation toy because they already did it with the stealth bomber style Megatron, and so mm. I, I feel like I feel like GT could well could well pick this up and have a bash at it. We'll see. Well, two questions for you: one, do you mind that it isn't a transforming figure, and two, does it replace your IDW Megatron? Well, the thing uh, is, he no, never no. transformed in the comics. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is the thing. There's for a series that's called Transformers, more than meets the eye and Lost Light features so little transformation, it's quite astonishing. I that, that's fine. I'm only just thinking about this now, but do you think that was intentional? That Megatron never transformed? Because his whole deal was, you know, like rejecting functionism, which is, you know, Transformers being defined by their alt modes. Well, so that, that, that wasn't, that wasn't really Megatron's whole deal. Like that became his whole deal as he became trapped in the Functionist universe. But like, um, Functionism was never really, never really that much of a thing um, uh, for us here. Well, I, well, I suppose it, I suppose it was, but you know, like the Functionist universe is a place where that never really died off. I suppose. So, yeah, I I don't know. I. <laughs> That's just. A I feel thought. like I feel like in a way the lack of the lack of characters transforming in the comics is almost so that the third-party character designers don't have a mode to go off. <laughs> like I feel, I, I almost feel like I almost feel like it's intentionally fucking with them. Um, and I do think uh, I do think since we saw Rodimus transform in the last couple of uh, the last couple of issues of Lost Light, and I did notice that like his alt mode was basically Calidus. And, and, and like Calidus was based on a very, very early um, look at Rodimus's karma in some of the earlier issues of uh, More Than Meets the Eye. And it's like it's been that long since he's transformed. But uh, yeah, it, it was sort of like, yeah, no, they've moved a few things around and it's basically Calidus now. They probably just went, oh, have, you know, Actually, what people recognize as this alt mode. Look, I, I, will, I will just point out that where, where we sit, where we see characters come off the page and um, become like mastermind creations toys i think there's a fair bit of there's a fair bit of things going in the other direction where artists will need a reference for something and they might well grab a figure off the shelf that might not be an official transformer and use it as their artistic reference point yeah i think that's i think people will be like there's a list somewhere i'm pretty sure of like 
where you can see all these different instances where third-party designs have made it into official media. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's a recurring thing in IDW. Yeah, yeah, it no, it it totally is a it totally is a thing that has happened in IDW, and like this is probably this is really one of those reasons why we feel like Hasbro really turns a bit of a blind eye to it because like Hasbro could well go to IDW and Mandate and just go, you cannot use anything that's not an official an official character design, um, but yeah, I, I think it would limit them somewhat, um, especially when you take a look at like some of the some of the some of the really neat things like um, the design for Grimlock in latter years of uh, latter years of IDW and uh, yeah. Uh, Zeta Toys has uh, released the 434th uh, version <laughs> of uh, Masterpiece Style Superion, um, and uh, so th so this is Chronos, and this is a this is not the official uh, finished product. This is a coloured prototype, uh, and look, look, he looks he looks really impressive. He looks just like every other Superion that I've seen. I don't know. Um, yeah, if anything, I feel like I feel like the chest might be a little bit i feel like the chest is a little bit puffed out more than it should be but um it's, it's like all his mass seems to have been gravitated from the legs up towards his chest like it's very like the lower half of his body is very thin yeah also is that half a concord i see on his back mm -hmm. that's half of course what the hell did you do to silver bolts eater toys I think I did the same thing. It always happens to Silverbolt. Oh, like that doesn't that doesn't look like it's. I don't know. This, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. One one don't name it after another failed third party figure, and two get the legs around the other no, way, so it looks. Nobody like... cares if it's named after. It's not named after any another figure. Like it's Daka named, Toys like Kronos. A, it's not named after it. It just happens to share the same name. Okay, well, uh, I mean, like, but you're—I mean—you're not named after the the your immediate predecessor who was named Brad somewhere in the in Australian history. Like, you just happen to share the same name. Uh, I've separated myself from that history. But thank you. That's why you're in an undisclosed location in country Victoria. And I have Decker Toys Kronos right there. Yeah. <laughs> so you say failed, yet it's on your shelf. <laughs> it was. A quarter of the price of fans toys, so. <laughs> All right. So, um, anyway, Zeta Toys has a Superion coming out. Um, this is a good look at it, and it, I, I don't know. Does anyone, does anyone gonna buy this? No. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's another third party combiner. Yeah. It's they're they're a dime a dime. Saturation. Except they're yeah. not a dime. They're all like six hundred dollars each. So yeah. Yeah. If they can show show it with the leg jets facing forward like it should be then i'll consider it but oh <laughs> controversial why, uh, well why why have the jets on the shoulders if you're not going to put them on the legs just turn the shoulders point. backwards it's a good point yeah, hide, the, hide the shoulder jets so yeah so so he is a g1 superior but he's not very accurate right yeah well toy that's a whole toy cartoon debate as I was as I mentioned earlier, there is one more comic-based thing that we need to talk about tonight, which is Iron Factory's Decepticon Justice Division, or as they are known, Spirits of the DEC. And uh, these combine, don't they? They do yeah. combine. Yeah. I do not give a shit about them combining, but they do uh, look pretty awesome. Hello, power the proms, don't they, bots? 
<laughs> yes, yes, also true. Um, they do look they do look really cool. Um, these guys, so these guys are individual figures. So uh, there's a note on on the on the image that says it's I F E X three one to three five. So each of them is their own figure, and they are all about fifty to sixty dollars each. So if you want the set, they're going to be pretty expensive. But also, if you want the set, you're probably happy to pay it. Yeah, it also probably costs you less than uh, MMC versions. <laughs> Uh, true, true. Mar well, a little bit less, but yeah, um, they also are markedly smaller, but yes. And they've got a great, a great way to color across all the bots. They're all individual. It's not the Power Rangers. One's green, one's gold, one's brown, one's purple. It just there's a good, good look of color across it. Have we got the combined mode here? Uh, no, I think they've they sort of held back on showing us much detail in that regard because I think they have. There's a, there's a shitload of images we're not going to go through them all but yeah it's still fantastic they focused a lot on the big bots um, yeah out of here so this one what's that lie uh this is 35 um <laughs> what, what was that nothing oh so <laughs> so this is Marac, um and if you scroll up here then uh oh that took a little while to load altaid yeah yeah, yeah. That's, um, that's not that's a bit of an awkward name right Anyway, um, yeah, cool. So, so these, these are going to be getting close to release now. We've seen. They, so I've seen them actually listed as in stock on, cool. on some sites. Well, at least a couple of them. But I don't, I, I don't feel like Iron Factory is one to really sort of um, draw out their releases. So like, I think when they're ready to ship, they're ready to ship. So yeah. Um, how have they, how have their combiners gone, Max? Have they sort of been a couple of months between beginning and end, or I think it was yeah, it was like a couple. It was like sort of a couple months gap uh, between each release for what was it, the Bruticus one, and then oh, That's I'm, right. trying to think, I'm trying to think. The other the Bruticus repaint was all at once, just as a box set. I'm not. I don't actually own these figures, so. Uh, but I'm pre I'm pretty sure it was what that was what it was. Cool. Yeah, fair enough. Um, look, look, these guys don't have to combine. They make quite a good team as individual bots. So uh, fair enough. It doesn't really matter if there's a. Like, you're not. You're not gonna. You're not gonna have a missing limb, right? Mm. Te technically, you will have a missing limb, but it won't matter. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Um, look, they do cut a very impressive pose together. I just wish they were a little bit bigger. Anyway. Yeah. yeah would... um, go on. Size-wise, I feel like even the um, well, the MMC ones, right? You have them at that larger scale, so they fit in with your other MMC bots. But MMC scale is generally exclusive to MMC, whereas Iron Factory, just at this smaller scale, they can. It's a bit more ambiguous the Legends class stuff, so it would it would fit in more with your collection on the whole yeah uh, i mean like I, I find mmc stuff is generally like voyager size but yeah um but yeah these guys are these guys are going to be tiny anyway this dude has appeared in an app in the uk called quid uh a quid is i believe a um uh one of those apps that refunds you some dollars whenever you purchase some stuff and uh they have some digital trading cards and uh exclusive packs that have uh shown up this is what we've 
come to call erroneously an evergreen Grimlock design, but he is much, much bigger than the uh, currently currently on release evergreen Grimlock figure. And as far as whether or not he's just a 3D model, like he looks a lot like a toy. Um, That's the Cyberverse. Uh, it's that, that evergreen that is, that is design. Definitely not Cyberverse. No, it's it's too sharp for Cyberverse. This is like it's another sort of ambiguous evergreen look. Yeah, but what I, what I'm getting at is like you can you can see like where pieces fold up and yeah. and, and hang around on it, on his uh, on his back and stuff. So like it's not like they've just made a 3D model. It's it, it does look like it's based on a toy. So the thought is that uh, we are about to get some Voyager figures in the evergreen designs. Maybe after the Bumblebee line dies out, who knows? Although those fingers of Rara pointy. He's Dono mode. Got, uh, looks like he's got some like um, knuckle dusters or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, and there's there's a Dino mode right, oh. right. Sorry, I thought you. Thought, uh, when I, there you I, go. That, I loaded this up, when I loaded this up earlier, I only actually saw two. <laughs> Using this sort yeah. of, I, I appreciate what we've done there. So instead of like anticipation of a toy design, I've got the hinges which the chest folds around on. They've sort of sculpted it to look like cannons on the back. That's the G1 design, though. That's yeah, but they've they've, just, they've added like a little bit of detail yeah. to those hinges there. Yeah, yeah. At the All end. Right. Look, there you go. Oh, you were you, you, you were asking earlier whether or not that yeah. uh, prime on the cover of Optimus yeah. Prime is actually the evergreen design. I think that makes the answer yes. Yeah, that does. And look, he's even got a bit of scuffing on him, like um, oh, like no. seed <laughs> Battle damage fist. <laughs> yeah, it all comes together. Yeah. Uh, we've got the winged dragon, uh, Mattel beast. Uh, don't really know what that means. Uh, he is a Beast Wars two transmetal Megatron. Um, seems very similar to the um the Megatron that came out of Botcon a couple of years ago. That was the red version of him, and is now extremely rare and sells for mega bucks everywhere. So. Um, if you are missing that figure and you would like a representation of him, this seems like a decent one to go for. He looks pretty neat. It does look fantastic. <laughs> but I'm, I'm keeping to the original cast. I'm not doing transmetals at this stage. It's, <laughs> it's too expensive. <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to get a little bit crazy, isn't it? But, yeah, look, just look at that. That's that's really nice. Yeah. yeah no, this, great is, figure. this is their first outing as well. And for a debut figure, this looks phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yes, very nice. Uh, look, we'll see more of that in uh, in the coming weeks. Yep. Uh, there is a triplane coming. Out. So uh, this is this is Starscream. If we scroll up here, then we'll see him. Uh, this this is Starscream from uh, this is Toy World uh, TWFSO six. Is very much star very much movie style um, Starscream. Is uh, very much a Dorito design here and. Uh, as you, as you can see, uh, like I don't really I don't really know where all of that all of that ends up, but god damn, there's actually a, a triplane in there. Mm. <laughs> <clears throat> I have no idea. This is Magic. yeah, like, I'm sure a lot of the time you can look at figures and you can point to all right, this is how this converts. You know, that's where the engineering goes, and I have no idea what I'm looking at. <laughs> it's, it's, and just just like bulldog. Just like Bulldog and the the Bumblebee we've seen, World War Two Bumblebee we've seen a couple of weeks ago, it's just they're continuing on with this World War Two design. It's just this is why I feel like the 
spiritual successor to Hearts of Steel. We don't have the comic. We got the movie, which <laughs> isn't the best origin for it. But here we don't have a stylized triplane where it's like Leonardo da Vinci, I'm going to put a balloon at the back tail to make the back stay up or whatever else. It's sort of, yeah. And I'm, I'm hoping we get a new version of Prime. This is 06. We've only seen two other figures. So, and a hint at Hot Rod, so that's free. So there's mm. still another two figures between Hot Rod and this that we haven't seen yet. So, and they're deluxe. They're deluxe. They're little tiny figures, but getting so much of this detail in there. Yeah, just... they, don't, they don't look very big, do they? No. No, they do. Yeah, it looks almost legend scalish. Like when we saw that bulldog, I was thinking that looks kind of bare bones in the, you know, robot mode engineering department. But transformation wise, <laughs> this guy's got a lot of pins and very few screws. It's yeah. quite impressive. Which does lend itself to be able to it's a bit smaller. Also, there's a lot of gaps and areas that aren't really filled out all that well. Yeah, that's where it's got to fold into itself. Like it, that, that's a all. movie got, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah look, yeah, fairly impressive. Uh, yeah, I don't think there. movie Starscream's got a lot of fans, but for, Indeed, just as a not. figure alone, this is... I do love it. It's quite <laughs> it, it. This is quite clever. Yeah. All right, shall we um, shall we move on? Uh, X Transbots has shown... Um, what is a, a, a masterpiece skids repaint? Uh, they've called him Herald. He is a he is a repaint of skids in the style of Crosscut, which was uh, a figure that they repainted skids into in uh, generations recently. And I feel like this might be a Diaclone homage as well. Yeah. Um, so he's got that <laughs> he's got that dinky little suburban car alt mode and. Uh, like I, I, I actually really like the look of this figure. I've seen it come up a lot on Twitter over the course of the week, and I really, like, like I said, I really like it. I think X Transbots has done very well. Um, I just don't really, I just don't really want to buy it. Some some customers have been looking for that DeLorean repaint customization they could do. This looks like a great mm. figure to do with, just like the original. So yeah, I'd... possibly. Not there, but like, you know, maybe it gives them a basis that uh, yeah. they can start yeah. with. But yeah, he sort of just has that right right angle of chunkiness to his front. Uh, this is not the only uh, repaint of skids. They've also got a, uh, a police deco. Why make um, one when you can make two? There's your die clone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Look, uh, making making police car versions of Autobots seems to be an in thing these days. So yeah. Very very quickly because we are quite over time. Uh, shall we go through some new acquisitions and uh, then we shall call it a, call it a night. All right. Brad, what are Brad's you got? reaching. <laughs> Come here, my precious. Brad's reaching more than usual. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I, I do love to reach. Um, I, I, I've made it known that I've been searching for the uh, Takara FJ Land Cruiser um, Transformer since purchasing an FJ Land Cruiser and not wanting to spend 150 plus on that figure. Sorry, how much was your Masterpiece Megatron pre-order? Your Beast Wars, Beast Wars. Masterpiece, Masterpiece, Masterpiece Beast Wars Megatron, how much was that? A four sixty. Okay, and uh, yeah, don't want to spend a hundred bucks on the. Um... <laughs> yeah, cool. Okay, go on, carry on. Just wanted to clarify. <sighs> so you'd be amazed by my surprise a couple of weeks ago. 
two weeks ago, where I um walked into my local IGA and the one KO company had KO'd. I don't know if I have not seen a review of the Takara one, so I don't know if it's a straight up redo of it. But I have a KO FJ Land Cruiser in blue, which was also insanely hard to find Takara. I've not found one since. That's another reason for the hesitation. Um, it's <laughs> KO, yay. Um, to transform it, I'm not going to transform now, but you have to take all the, the knees. You got to take the knee pads off. You got to take the bumblebee arm guards off. You got to take the fires off. Um, I do. I do have a question. Yes. Which character is this? The original. The original Takara one was a prime. He it's, was a prime. Yeah, it had the prime head. Where this one is obviously. Oh, okay. Some. Fake attempt at a prime head, but so 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 an F. So there's a prime that's an FJ Cruiser. Yes, it's uh, it's one of those weird little license things. Yeah, it's it's it, it fall under a similar character. Same thing as Kiss Play and all that crap. Where primes a uh, a Dodge Ram, but um, no, oh, I've got oh, that. Is that what it is? No, it's not a Kiss. No? I don't. Know, I'd, I'd have to. Have it, a... No, it's obviously not a. Kiss player, no. Um, like, like, are you saying that it's a vinyl tech, like as a Dodge Ram? I think it's supposed. I don't, to, know, I don't know cars, okay? So yeah, no, it's supposed to. I think it's supposed to be in that same sort of line, but ten years after vinyl tech, we're just going to say, hey, let's let's do a new mold of you Prime do. and make him okay. a make him an FJ Cruiser. But um, oh, anyway. I'm not, I wasn't really after it for the robot mode. I was just after it for the, the alt mode to sort of customize to make it look like my car and that can also transform, so. Okay, I have not seen this. Oh, well, let's see what you're seeing. It's not a... It's a little yellow one, isn't it? There it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. nice. It, it is different in alt mode, in bot mode. It, it doesn't have the abs. It definitely doesn't have abs. <laughs> it's... They skipped ab day is what you're saying. Yeah, it's got the torso folds down over the, the skeleton so, and makes it's hips. It's almost like it's a completely different figure. Oh, wow, look, $300. <laughs> yeah. is, it, you go. is it usually that much money? Yeah. Oh, God. And that's, and that's for yellow. Like, for a second. Yeah, to try and find a blue one, the same blue as mine, which this is, it's just... Mm, fair enough. I think they made five of them. <laughs> Uh, maybe they did. Maybe it's from a convention or something. Yeah. Uh, no, I have learned something tonight. I've never seen this figure before. I'm going to go research it and see what's going on. Yeah. Well, um, after posting in the group, apparently there's been three or four other companies that have catered as well. So I was not aware of that. I found this twelve dollars. But then, <laughs> like your 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 KO on your shelf doesn't really look that much like this. Oh no, no, it looks a lot different, and I can guarantee the build quality is a lot different as well. But it's just, I just. It's a car I've got. They made a transformer of it. I just want to do a little bit of a modification to it, and um, I can have my car as a transformer on my shelf in Sounds alt good. mode. <laughs> we won't worry about bot mode. But. All right, Max, what have you got there? Uh, so Maybe for me, you've actually, it's... got something that's vaguely related in that it shares a name, but yeah, quite. It's significant, um, and it's my the new love of my life. Uh, so. Unique Ooh. toys, wheel, 
Nova, <gasps> generally from Perukill. And then the next entry in their movie line was this Optimus Prime. Uh, Challenger, his name is, right? Holy yeah. shit, Snake. I can only describe <laughs> this thing as plastic witchcraft. I've <laughs> transformed it back and forth multiple times, and I have no idea how I managed to do it. It is pure genius. His chest explodes, and his legs fold over themselves, and his arms, like, somehow become the front of a truck. I just... Yeah, you don't see... It's so little visible truck mass on this thing. And there's basically no robot kibble to speak of in alt mode. It is an absolute feat of engineering in every conceivable way. Yeah, very nice. Like, yeah, one of Bravo. the absolute nice. Can you, can you just turn, turn the side on for us? Backpack. Oh, no, look, no, there is no. look at that. There's nothing there. There's nothing... Nothing comes off of his back. Hmm. Like it's all inside the torso and the legs. It's ridiculous. I uh, yeah, and to boot, he's packed with accessories and makes for a you know really functional and poseable figure. Is that sword diecast? Uh, no, but a lot of his internal components are. So like, uh, what is it? All of the structural components in the legs uh, diecast, and his diecast uh, joints in the shoulders. Uh, elbows and torso. I'd love, He's to got a bit of I'd love to come home and just have that standing on the kitchen table with my letters for the day and like prime yeah. <laughs> envelope opener activate. <laughs> it it is a gorgeous looking piece. Like there's no question there. Like, I, but even just the shine coming off the like the paint. Yeah, it's not even it's not overly glossy in person. So you know it doesn't you, you don't worry about scratching glossy, the paint. It seems metallic. Yeah, yeah, metallic. Yeah. yeah, a lot of it has this really nice finish to it. Like, and there's different sorts of finish on it as well. So it, it ends up coming off looking really premium. And there's different shades of color and all that. And a lot of the red sections have a nice fade in and out on them. So, which you can't really see through the camera at all. <laughs> but in person, it looks like you know something you'd expect to find on an actual truck. Yeah, and I, that, that polka dot bikini is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, awesome. Let's, let's try and uh, speed on through to the end of the show. Um, I've got one new acquisition this week. And <laughs> there he is. Um, I, have been, I, I, I do have him in my hand if you can, uh, if you can sw- switch the camera back over to me, Brad. Um, I did acquire Masterpiece Cordon. This week, uh, as you can see, he's super impressed at my uh, photography effort. Um, What the hell? But yeah. Um, So as far as the photo goes, if you want to cut back to the photo, um, I completely and totally and utterly blame Sixo, who spent several days, um, spent several days uh, doing (laughs) horrible puns based on Corden. And I'm surprised that this one didn't come up. But um, I managed to contribute a terrible Corden pun to the uh, the universe. So um, <laughs> I, I am happy. And as you can see, Corden is uh, super impressed at it. Now, um, I got to say, uh, having acquired this figure and having acquired Sunstreaker last year or earlier this year, there was one thing I could never get right on Sunstreaker's transformation. I could never actually get the hook around his, around his backpack. Um, it is by all... By all, regard, by all reports, 
it is the most satisfying part of his transformation that point at which you get everything to click together and nothing nothing moves anymore and i finally figured it out with this guy um so he's managed to, i've managed to get the hook in right i've got these spoilers on the other side of his windscreen and everything and it's great everything everything sits together really well and he's also just really really solid now like nothing moves around in that chest at all he's fantastic and uh as i as i alluded to earlier in the show like this guy has tons and tons of white paint all over him like it's not just it's not just molded in white plastic like there's a there's a, a really nice white gloss uh to him so it is it is very impressive um it's a lot of fun and uh i i, I like his uh, i like the 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 little police light addition to the Sunstreaker mole that's pretty neat um otherwise like you know uh, yet again uh, uh, yet again a masterpiece style repaint in uh, in the style of a japanese police car so well done hmm. um right that is basically it we need to we need to wrap things up but brad do you want to give us a quick update on the christmas donation drive yes donation drive is currently running we've got a couple of weeks left to go so tab transformcca.com for uh, all the details and you can donate and be in the draw to win fantastic um if you are in uh, melbourne or uh, so melbourne has a christmas party coming up on december the first i as much as i have been there for some of the past ones in the past i won't be able to make it this one uh south australia and other states are hosting bumblebee movie screenings check the page and uh, check the facebook discussion group there's an event section uh you will find some details in there there is uh, there is sort of a, a screening being organized by some uh community folks in new south wales so uh, a lot of us will probably just attend that rather than it being a TCCA event. Um, and yeah, whatever happens in other states will probably become clear in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, I think that's about it. Do we have any other things that we've forgotten to mention? Judge, no, I think, I think we're mind. good. I think we're all right let's finish the show right uh thank you for listening everyone if you're watching along with the live record thank you for checking us out you will find more information about these stories in our show notes uh if you've downloaded us from a, a podcatcher uh and if you're looking for more information you can find find those notes on the transformers weekly facebook page and the podbean site that is transformersweekly.podbean.com you'll find all of us in the transformers collectors club australia on facebook as you might notice we are a production of transformers collectors club australia it's a registered club in victoria run by volunteers like us who donate their time and money to make the club better for everyone our goal is to connect transformers fans around the country and we do it by engaging the collecting community you can find out more information including affordable yearly membership options to show your support because that's what gets us out to conventions and lets us connect with more, even more fans uh, at transformerscca.com that is it from us uh i'm about to run out of breath and require a drink so um, yeah. Thank you for listening, and uh, we will be back with more Transformers news, views, and feel opinions next week. Take it easy. Awesome. See you guys. <laughs>